0: to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. I radio app, TuneIn Radio app. Our digital platforms take the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. And, of course, NASH FM 106.1 and ericasher.com. You can catch us there on the World Wide Web. Our podcast, It's Everywhere, anchors our home base. for on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Today on the program, uh, we got a great show in, uh, in store for you. Ron Higgins is going to join us from uh, Tiger Details. We'll talk uh, LSU football with him. We'll look back. We'll look at um, what's going on with the basketball team uh, as they are rebuilding now, ready for the next uh, season to commence under Matt McMahon, the new coach. And then uh, we'll also touch on football as well It's coming out of spring. First time I had a chance to talk to Ron about uh, spring football. Uh, so we'll have him at um, at 4:35 this afternoon. Mike Triplett of ESPN will join us at 5.15. Saints go to rookie minicamp this weekend. Uh, and, of course, uh, we'll talk to Mike about the Tyron Matthew signing, possibility of bringing Jarvis Landry into the fold, maybe a Sonny Michel. All those guys at least are rumored to be part of um, uh, of the Saints. We'll get into that a little bit deeper in this, uh, in this segment. Uh, but Mike's going to give us his take on that. And then we'll finish it with Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. We'll talk Kentucky Derby with him. We'll talk Pelicans. We'll talk Saints. All that coming up with um, Fletcher Mackle at uh, 535. Today's program is brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia. Um, and, of course, it is a limited edition spirit in the super premium gin category. And I've been telling you about this now for a few weeks. It, it, it um, came on the shelves in late March. It's going to be there, uh, be around for one year. That's it. One year, 12 months. When it's gone, it's gone. Not making any more. Uh, much like Midsummer solstice and, and lunar, Fast Becoming, again, the highest-selling limited edition spirit in the super premium cat gin category. And I'm telling you right now, folks, right now is the, the best time, the, the absolute best time to be able to enjoy Hendrix Neptunia. Uh, the spring and summer months are perfect. Um, get out there and, again, enjoy it, whether it's at your favorite spirit store where you can pick up a bottle or two, uh, your favorite restaurant where you should demand it. Or, again, your favorite bar, where, again, if you're heading out to your favorite your favorite uh, water or your favorite bar, and it's a place that you frequent, and, and again, you enjoy great Hendrick's uh, uh, Gin, this uh, Hendrick's Neptunia uh, with notes of coastal freshness, balanced with fresh notes of citrus, alluring ju- juniper, characters linked in by, again, uh, the deep, earthy notes of locally sourced Scottish seaside botanicals, fresh coastal herbs, and, again, an unmistakable crisp citrus finish. Uh, again, this is a uh, this is something you should demand from your uh, from your bartender, your mixologist. But look, they already know. They already know because they already know the Henry's Gin, part of the William Grant family, still is uh, is uh, uh, one of the hottest spirits on the market. Has been for a long time. And when you talk about the super gin gin uh, premium category, we got you covered. Henry's Neptunia Again, uh, reach for a bottle now and get out there and enjoy it. And of course, as my good friend George Lauriano always says, please drink responsibly. All right. Uh, Well, a lot to talk about um, over the weekend. First of all, fantastic New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Um, And uh, just, I mean, the crowds were enormous. Uh, And uh, the weather, for the most part, cooperated. Just a little bit hot, which, I mean, again, uh, it's almost, I guess, a rite of passage for for the city, right? And, And because we know that, you know, my wife was even saying this. You know, the first week in a Jazz Fest, we always do them. We get really, like, decent, cool temperatures. It's not that bad. It's more like spring-like. But you can book that the second week at Jazz Fest, it's going to be warm. Well, we, again, we were hot really both weekends. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, again, big crowds out there. Uh, congratulations to, again, all those that put the Jazz and Heritage Festival on. You know, I've said this before, uh, because I, I think it's something that I think that we've got to really kind of continue to put out there especially, again, that tourism is the economic driver for our city now, right? Uh, $350 million to $400 million economic impact every single year from the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. The, the proceeds of the Jazz Festival, they're not going out of town, okay? They're, they're not heading out to another city. They stay right here. And, and, and they go, again, it's a nonprofit, so it's going to, again, the charities that, uh, that Jazz Fest supports. So, and then a lot of that is, again, is part of, again, uh, really kind of bringing our culture uh, back and, and, and making sure our culture stays for generations to come, helping the future musicians, artists, etc. cetera. Uh, so, again, Jazz Fest does a lot when it comes to, to again, culture here in our, in our city. And uh, just, again, just another fantastic Jazz Fest. I hope, again, you, your family, your mothers, wives, sisters, uh, 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 et cetera, had a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. Uh, again, it kind of fell on the Jazz Fest weekend. I, I cannot remember Mother's Day falling on a Jazz Fest weekend uh, ever. But, again, I, I could be wrong. But, again, it was a lot of women, a lot of ladies out there enjoying Jazz Fest and Mother's Day at the same time. So, again, great weekend here in New Orleans. Uh, another big in- economic impact for us as, again, we try to pull out of the pandemic. A lot of those restaurants and bars that we're teetering on the edge now starting to get a little money flowing in. And that's good news, man, because we were – you know, it, it, it was close. It was close for a lot of restaurants and a lot of restaurateurs that I know that, again, we we're, were contemplating closing the doors. And I'm glad a lot of them, again, stuck it out. And hopefully, again, we'll be able to stick it out through this year. And we won't have any more problems with the pandemic going forward. It does scare me a little bit when you hear well, what's going on in China, again, the shutdowns that are going on there, because you feel like, again, it's only a matter of time before it reaches the states. So hopefully, again, we don't have to deal with that going forward. And uh, we get back to a sense of normal. We've got enough problems right now with the economy and inflation, uh, and everything else that's going on there. So hopefully, again, we, we'll be able to get through that. Boy, I tell you what, um, on the sports front, um, Mary Kay Cabot, who covers the Browns for the for the Cleveland Plain Dealer, she does a great job. I, I really like reading her stuff. always have. Um, she uh, reports that the Browns are no longer is- interested in bringing back Jarvis Landry. Uh, that's post-draft now, okay? After they've looked at their draft and everything, I think uh, they, they've um, – they've they decided that, you know, they're going to move on from him. Now, I talked about this a little bit over the last couple of weeks, right? He has a house there. He built a house there. He's got two young children. Uh, they have not reached school age yet. The oldest one I think is going to be six. So we're probably going what, in, in, either kindergarten to first grade, depending on, you know, where you are. Um, so if there was a, a thought that the stability of, of staying in Cleveland, again, with already being settled there, was on the minds of the Landry family, now they have an opportunity to move on. You know, it's great news that the Browns are moving on. But, again, there is another suitor that has emerged for Landry's services. And it's the Baltimore Ravens. They have an interest. And, look, as great of a fit as I think that Jarvis Landry would be here in New Orleans, I think he'd be a great fit for Baltimore as well. And, you know, the question is now is his asking price. Look, the league passed on him in the first round of free agency. Right. He was asking for 20 million. There was no way he was getting that. He's not worth 20 million now. Uh, But the Browns now out of the mix. The question is, does he want to go home? Does he want to come home? Or does he want to go to the highest bidder, which could be the Saints. But, again, it's more realistically realistic, again, is is maybe the Browns. I'm sorry, maybe the the Ravens, uh, you know, because they've been in a situation where. At least it feels this way, you know. Mark Ingram goes to the Ravens; the, the, they get out, the Saints get outbid, but they really didn't. Because if you look at the at, at the minutia of the contract that he signed, the Saints gave him gave him more guaranteed money, and ultimately, again, he he got more money from the Ravens, but it wasn't guaranteed. Now he's back in New Orleans. It is what it is. But again, uh, he could have stayed a Saint. We just saw Marcus Williams, right? Uh, break the bank uh, with uh, with the Baltimore Ravens, $14 million a year. The Saints weren't even going to touch that. So is now Jarvis Landry going to be more realistic about his worth on the open market here? Um, like I said, I think the Saints have always been a perfect fit because they need a veteran wide receiver that can play opposite Michael Thomas, but also can, again, step in if if Thomas is not ready for the regular season or he gets injured in season. Um Maybe that wasn't a big deal a few years ago when Michael uh, Thomas was an Man, But I think it's a big deal now. I think you have to have a veteran wide receiver that can step in in case Thomas is, is, is not healthy. Or again, if he gets injured during the year. And I think Jarvis Landry would be the perfect fit there because you can still put him opposite Michael Thomas and he can still be a great target for uh, Jameis Winston this year. And again, no matter what, they need another veteran wide receiver. Whether it's Jarvis Landry or another one. You can't go into the season with Alave, Michael Thomas, and then the big lot receivers from last year that you hope have gained experience from their time on the field last year and will get better. Look, I think Callaway's going to be better. I just think you have to utilize Deontay Hardy, uh, you know, uh, in spots. You can have him out there all the time because, again, he's just slight up build and he's going to get injured. Um, Traquan Smith is back. He's more of a blocking the wide receiver, but he really has been often injured. You can't really count on him in, in a lot of cases. So, to me, Again, if you want to win a championship, and this is where we're at, right? Saints say again, look, they, they, they want to keep continuity. They want to win a championship. There are a couple things you got to do. And look, I don't I don't care whether the guys wore LSU or not. Okay, I'm just looking at this as a football decision. As a football decision, I think Jarvis Landry is your best bet at the wide receiver position. And I will also say, yes, Pete Werner may come back and be an incredible uh, uh, linebacker for this team, but you need depth. And I would like to see them get Quan Alexander back. Now, again, you can't overpay for Quan Alexander, but you haven't overpaid for Quan Alexander the last couple of years. So to me, especially the way Davis and Alexander work in, 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 as that linebacker tandem, bring them back. Let them compete in, in training camp. If Warner beats out Quan Alexander, then he beats him out. But I surely would like to see him back. Sony Michelle could also be a nice addition. Okay, look, I prefer the veteran back. I do. All right? His ability to protect the quarterback, okay, that's to me is 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 again, when you're looking at the, the situation right now with Alvin Kamara, and the possible situ- the possible uh, consequences from again the the, the, the uh, fight in that Las Vegas hotel, uh, and, and the possibility that the NFL may not wait, we not may not wait for the um, for the federal, for, for, I'm sorry, for, for Las Vegas authorities to be able to indict to be able to maybe, again, uh, lower the charges, whatever it's going to be, right? They may come forward with their uh, with their sanctions because they've seen the video, and it involves not one but two NFL players. So how are they are going to play this going forward? They may not wait to see if this is going to be, you know, pled down in court or not, or even with the extensions that they're getting. Again, with the, uh, so we'll see how this plays out. Sonny Michel is a veteran back. He's plays once, two Super Bowls. Again, he can protect the quarterback if necessary, and he's a pretty good runner. Now, this again, I think a lot's going to happen on that front based on what we see this week, and I'm talking the coaches, out of undrafted free agent Abram Smith out of Baylor. Look, the kid's a good back. I don't think anybody has said he's not a good back. Again, it's just a seven-round NFL draft now, and there's only so many spots, so guys fall through the cracks. And look, if you thank Sean Payton for one thing, on the way out, you can thank him again for what happened. Whether it was Antonio Pittman and Pierre Thomas way back when, Pittman was a fourth round pick, a shoe in to be able to make the team. Everybody thought, myself included. I remember being a six at the mighty six ninety on the mic talking about. There's no way Antonio Pittman's beating out Pierre Thomas, even though Pierre Thomas is. Uh, it looks like the better player because they invested a fourth round pick. Boom. What does Peyton do? He keeps Pierre Thomas. Pierre Thomas is a Saints Hall of Famer. Antonio Pittman jumps around the league for a few years, and I don't know, maybe he's washing cars somewhere. I don't know, okay? But with that move right there, it really signaled to to agents that the Saints, if you're an undrafted free agent, they will give you every opportunity to make the team, doesn't matter how you got there, the best man wins. So if ultimately Abram Smith comes out and really shows his stuff in this rookie minicamp this week, uh, as we get into again into uh, again the off-season workouts, which are voluntary, right? The Saints, which the Saints usually have pretty much 100% participation, and then the OTAs, which are coming, and then the veterans are going to be coming in for minicamp uh, in, at the end of June. So we'll see how he does. Again, this will really define the way the Saints are going to go on on the on the back. They have backs, okay, but those backs are special teams backs. When you talk about Washington and Jones, and look, when given the opportunity last year, they couldn't make a difference. And then the question is, again, with Mark King, who I absolutely love, right, and did not want to see him go to Baltimore, he's 32 years old. You know, I mean, how much can he handle? How much of a workload can he handle? Uh, and, and so, to me, another back, veteran back to me is a must, unless this kid Smith is just terrific, okay, and, again, has the ability to protect the quarterback, again, which is the key. And I also think a veteran wide receiver a must. Those are must-haves. So, you got Tyron Matthew, you filled that hole. Still have a couple more holes to fill. The Pelicans' next big date is next Tuesday, May 17th. It's the NBA Draft Lottery, 7 p.m. They are currently in the eighth slot. They have a 6% chance of winning the first round pick, the first pick in the draft. Uh, they have a 6.3% chance of winning the second pick in the draft. A 6.7% chance of winning the third pick in the draft. Oh, man, I wish this would happen. (laughs) I really wish they could get to the top of the draft, man. That would be beautiful. That would be the cherry on top of the ice cream of this incredible year. Uh, A 7.2% chance of winning the fourth pick overall. 34.1% chance of staying in the eighth slot. Or, again, 32.1% chance of moving down one slot to the ninth pick. So, hopefully, uh, David Griffin and the organization is very, very lucky again. And uh, they get in, in, in the top pick. But, man, the top three would be beautiful. One of the top three would be beautiful. Uh, the Breakers yesterday, last-minute comeback to beat the Houston Gamblers. Um, they scored the fi- t- final ten points in, in, uh, of the game in the last two minutes. 23-10 uh, to 10 win. Look, this comes after, again, it looked really bad for the Breakers early. They turned the ball over four times. But, again, it, I, I said this a few weeks ago when we saw them. I really feel like that. Just based off the teams I've started, I'm not watching the USFL start to finish like I would do an NFL game. I'm just not, okay. But they seem to be one of the more talented teams in the league. Look at the front office did a really good job of putting this team together, and they look like they're very well coached by Larry Fedora and their staff. Okay, they're now three and one. Next Saturday, 2 p.m. They take on the New Jersey Generals. No, Herschel Walker's not there. Donald Trump doesn't own them. But, yes, the New Jersey Generals, I just love these names from the old USFL. You know, all the original names, nicknames. So um, they got the Generals on tap. In college baseball, whew, big weekend. It's the last weekend of, um, of, of, of the conference schedule uh, for all college uh, uh, teams. Running down to the wire here. We're going to talk to Ron Higgins about LSU in just a couple of minutes, but let me throw it out there to you. 32-15, and 14-10 and 10 in the SEC. Uh, they won the series against Bama this weekend. They're second in the SEC West. They got an RPI of 17. Now, the top 16 host sub-regionals, uh, so there's still a chance here. Ole Miss uh, is their next opponent at home. It's the final opponent before they go to the SEC uh, tournament in Hoover. Uh, but, again, they can, they're can they right there on the cusp of, of, of hosting a regional. Let me say it right now. You and I know this, right, from years and years and years of seeing this going back to the Skip Burtman era. NCAA wants to be at Alec Box, okay? They want to be on Burtman feed. Uh, they know they're going to sell it out 10,000-plus. Uh, they don't know it's going to be, again, a nationally televised game in a lot of cases. So uh, they, they would love to be at the box for, for regional because it's about money, revenue. And they know that, again, there's going to be revenue coming out of that. All right? Tulane lost their series to Cincinnati, 2-1. to one. Man, That's a hard loss for them, okay? Uh, Tulane's now 29-19-1. They're 10-8. and They look like just, a, I mean, about a week and a half ago, they look like a shoe in to make the NCAA tournament. Now it looks like after this loss to Cincinnati at home uh, that they're going to have to win the AAC tournament to get a bid. They're... Um, they're in fourth place. They're four games behind East Carolina, who leads the ACC currently. So, again, we'll see how that kind of plays out. They have the ACC. They have their last uh, uh, series this weekend. And then, of course, the, uh, the they, uh, they have the um, American Athletic Conference Tournament uh, for a chance to be able to get into um, postseason. Look, Travis Stewart signed a secretly signed an extension to his contract, which a lot of Tulane fans were not ha- happy with. They've won 29 games this year. So you've got to be happy with that. But it's about postseason play. I mean, of all the sports that Tulane has, baseball is the sport which you look to to say every single year there should be an opportunity to get into postseason play. So we'll see again how that plays out. Other than that, I mean, the Reaper's going to be looking from the fans, I mean. Okay, maybe not from the administration uh, for Jewett's head once again, no matter what, 29 games or not. The Southland's close, man. I'm telling you. Uh, as we go into this last weekend uh, before the conference tournament, McNeese is leading the the the, the, uh, the conference right now, twenty seven and twenty one overall, twelve and nine in the conference. They're tied with SLU, who was, again uh, supposed to win the conference this year, right? Twenty two and fifteen, below five hundred record for SLU, but they're twelve and nine in the conference now. And then there's a then there's a tie uh, for what is it? Third place. UNO's twenty five and twenty. They're eleven and ten. Um, in the conference, they got South Alabama on Wednesday, Northwestern uh, this weekend as their final uh, conference uh, uh, opponent. And then they play Southern on two next Tuesday. And then the tournament is uh, May 19th through the 22nd. to will be right here. All the UNO games will be right here on 106.1 FM. Uh, Nichols is also tied with UNO at 24 and 20, uh, 11 and 10 overall. Northwestern is 23 and 24, 11 and 10 overall. Houston Baptist 18 and 31, 11 and 10 overall. a Amer- and A&M Corpus Christi is 25 and 24, they're 9 and 12, and then uh, Incarnate Word is 17 and 27 and 7 and 14. Uh, meanwhile, Delgado and and Joe Sherman, and this warms my heart. I mean, again, you guys know, I grew up in Uptown New Orleans, went to St. Francis of Assisi uh joe sherman and and, and joe and i uh, went to school with joe's sister joe uh joe and all of his um the rest of the of uh, the, uh, the sherman clan all, all went to school they ended up going to Redemptors, so i went to de la sal um i've known the sherman since i was a little bitty kid rag sherman used to bring me over to uh Kirs Rooney when i was a kid uh you know and uh, you know i raked the field and everything else like a lot of uptown kids did and um you know just the sherman family just been they are the ambassadors of baseball uh in in this town what rags did in terms of again teaching so many young players how to learn the game guys that went on again some of those guys went on to major league careers minor league careers and then of course what joe has done joe again chip off the old block so proud of joe sherman taking really right stepping into his dad's footsteps um they won region 23 it's the twelfth consecutive Region Twenty Three Division One title they've won, uh, and, and and the program's fifteenth and, and and the program's fifteenth in the last 16th season. They have dominated Region Twenty Three. Uh, now again, the uh, N- 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 the National Junior College Athletic Association South Central District Championship is going to be in New Orleans. Uh, that's May twentieth through twenty second. That's the next time Delgado will take the field. The tournament's going to have Delgado. It's going to have Region Two Missouri Region. Um, uh 17, uh, 16, uh, Oklahoma, and then also again the winner of the three-team double elimination tournament will advance to again the Junior College World Series in Grand Junction, Colorado. And believe me, uh, when you talk about Delgado and, and and the and the Junior College World Series, they are not strangers. Okay, the Shermans have had them uh, there over over again. So again, congratulations to Joe, the team. Uh, so many great players that the Shermans, from, from Rags to Joe that have coached to go on to great college careers as I mentioned minor league or again um, um, pro pro careers so congratulations to them and best of luck to them and a big congratulations to Rich Strike, who is the was the second largest long shot at eighty to one. I was talking to a guy today that does handicapping. Uh, and he told me that that originally he went off at ninety nine to one, but it was like very very quickly that it, the odds changed to eighty to one. So eighty to one, he won the Kentucky Derby. He beat out Louisiana Derby winning uh, winner, winner uh, epicenter. Uh, and uh, the, the crazy thing is, there there were two late scratches, and about thirty seconds before uh, again the, the, they closed the entry. Rich Strike was a late entry, and and got in just before the deadline. And if you watch the because I didn't see the derby live. You know, I'm, like I say all the time. I'm in, I'm at in a horse track on, on the on the on the first Saturday in May, but it's the fairgrounds. Okay? I'm not a, I'm, I'm not I'm not at Churchill Downs in Lexington. So, and the only time I've ever seen the Kentucky Derby at the fairgrounds is when Risen Star ran, right? And they put him up on the screen all over the um all over the uh, jazz fest. they paused with the music that year when Risen Star was was again uh, was running in the Kentucky Derby. But um Epicenter, the Louisiana Derby winner was the, was the favorite and looked like was going was going to win the win, win the uh the Derby, and if you look at the overhead shot, which is the one I got to see a couple times, and you watch Rich Strike again, just kind of make his way, and then the rail opens up and he goes, and he you know I mean he flies like a bat out of hell all the way up the uh, the rail again, overtaking Epicenter right at the right at the pole, um uh, and, and and of course winning the Kentucky Derby, just a a great story, uh, even though again it cost a Louisiana uh 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 horse an opportunity again to maybe I have a triple crown winner but uh just a great story 80 to 1 long shot uh, ends up winning the Kentucky Derby on Saturday wow just amazing absolutely amazing so that's again kind of your weekend in sports as we kind of wrap it up coming up next is going to be Ron Higgins uh, we'll talk some tigers with him and then we'll, we'll in the first hour and that'll be the end of the first hour in the second hour we'll go to Mike Triplett of ESPN talking saints and then we'll talk derby We'll talk uh, Pelicans and also Saints with a Fletcher Mackle Channel 6 Sports at 535. Uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. I was actually talking to Jason Burkhardt today. Um, and uh, there are plenty, when I say plenty, plenty of generators ready to be installed in your home right now. You want a generator? Do you need a generator? Everybody needs one now if you own a home or a business here in New Orleans. Hurricane season is right around the corner. Make sure, again, if you're interested, contact Burkhart now. okay let Jason come out and, and sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for for a generator, and then, of course, they'll put you on the calendar when you have an agreement single day installs. That's right, single day install. Financing, we have a generator. That means you can have low monthly payments and pay that over time instead of coming out with all the money up front. And then, of course, the new installed quality check is something that's unique to what Burkhardt does. That's why, again, they're one of the league leaders when it comes to what? Customer service, service after the sale. I say this all the time. Anybody can sell you anything, but what happens when you need to talk to them, when you need to call them, you need service? Or, again, you know, this is a little bit extra, a little lanyap for you. Come out, new install, quality check. Come out, sit down with you, consultation. Hey, you know how to work it? You still know everything? everything's working well? Okay, fine. Take you through it again if you need to. And then, of course, 24-7, 365 emergency service with a warehouse full of parts you need for your generator. When it is safe to get your generator up and running again, the Burkhardt crew will be out getting you up and running and up and running quickly. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Generator sales and service. They're the experts. acpromise.com ac promise.com today's program is brought to you by my good friends over at the william grant family distillers and of course featuring uh again a, a limited edition spirit for you uh you're only going to have it around for a year so get out there and get it now it's much like Midsummer Solstice and Lunar. Fast becoming the highest-selling limited edition spirit in the super pre- premium gin category. Absolutely a fantastic spirit, especially for these beautiful, again, maybe kind of hot and sultry summer and, uh, summer months, the spring months. As we're now getting into summer, make, it, make a nice cool drink with, again, the Hendrix Neptunia. Get out there and buy a bottle right now. Take it home. Enjoy it. Treat your friends to it. Pass it around. Let everybody know, again, uh, again, how you're drinking these fantastic William Grant spirits. Uh, And, of course, demand it at your favorite watering hole and at your favorite restaurant as well. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Uh, Coming up next, Ron Higgins, Tiger Details, followed by Mike Trippett of ESPN, followed by Fletcher Mackle Channel 6 Sports. We'll be right back. New Orleans, the North
1: Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for Life, 1061, Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. You've heard the latest news, traffic, and weather. But there's something else you should hear. Consider getting a COVID-19 booster, as recommended by the CDC. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer.
2: The on-ramp remains closed on the Crescent City Connection on the westbound side at Chapatoulas. Also, in the meantime, the right lane remains blocked due to debris in the roadway on 10 eastbound just past Bullard. And in the meantime, delays are going to be solid if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the Crescent City Connection from just before Chapatoulas to the Camp Street exit. Also, in the meantime, delays are solid if you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, with delays steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatula South Peters exit. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past the Bonnet Carre Spillway to Power. Also, delays are solid if you're traveling on the 610 on the eastbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge, and delays are solid along the westbound side on I-10 from Bonneville to just before the airport and in the meantime look out for accidents fillmore at saint anthony also general taylor at south claiborne and josephine at south claiborne i'm at robinson broadcasting from the attorney mike brandner traffic center
3: traffic is brought to you by da exterminating proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years da exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving louisiana's gulf south for over 60 years
4: If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com.
5: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers, your community's calling
0: Group.
1: Pizza Hut stuffed crust is the crust that made crust good, topped and stuffed with over a half pound of cheese. What are you so afraid of? Loving it? Original stuffed crust, only from Pizza Hut. Ask or click for a limited time offer. Extra charge for more than one topping and extra cheese.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Joining us in the program right now from Tiger Details, Ron Higgins joins us on the program. Ron, how are you, bud?
6: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Doing fantastic, Ron. Thanks for the time today, as always, my friend. Um, why don't we start with baseball and, and of course, LSU with a big series win o- over Alabama this weekend. Um First of all, talk a little bit about the, 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 the series win, and then then we'll try to get into a little bit about maybe, again, looking at the looking ahead to the conference tournament and then possibly, again, hosting a regional at the box.
6: Well, they're, they're coming on strong here at the end. Uh, it, it's pretty amazing that this team is uh, it's tied up for third right now. As you see, it's 14-10. It's won three straight series. And it's basically done it with both, no starting pitching, almost nothing. Uh this past weekend, uh, their three starting pitchers for each uh, each game Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they combined for five point two innings. They got five point two innings in three games out there. Starting pitching in one, two out of three. Their their relief pitching has been just tremendous. I mean, just mm-hmm. the it, the relief pitching was carrying them right now, and uh, uh, it, it's keeping them in games. Uh, and, and when the bats get hot, they win. And you know they. They won a close one, six-five, in the in the first game on Friday, and but they had, you know, they had to have like, um, uh, only really four four believers, four or five relievers come in and, and not give up a run. Uh, uh but they're, they're and their bats hot got hot Sunday, uh, even though they're without Jacob Berry for, uh, uh you know, he got a, a a broken tip of his finger. He did it in a, mm-hmm. uh, uh, filled with a bad hop in batting practice. Uh, they said it was before the first game of the series, uh, but uh, you know he can swing from the right side of the plate as a DH, and if, if he has to. It's all mm-hmm. depends his, his pain tolerance. Uh, you know they they need a, as much as they can get out of him. If they you know it's up to how much really pain tolerance he can have. He's he's uh you know he's third in the SEC in hitting and third in hits, mm-hmm. and he's test all the eye. I mean, he's, and he was a a valuable player for LSU and. <laughs> And uh they need him in the lineup, but uh but they survived this weekend with uh, him not playing on on uh you know a couple of games and, and then Dylan Cruz picked it up. He was a yep. player and he had a tremendous series. So this team mm-hmm. is uh it's hitting the ball really well. It's second in the F C in hitting. Uh, it's getting no starting pitching but it's surviving with relief pitching. Um wow. And it plays Ole Miss this weekend. Well. Ole Miss hasn't mm-hmm. had a good season. The LSU really right. needs to sweep this series. Uh, uh, you know, if they if just a couple more wins, I think LSU will, will host a regional. Uh, but they Burks virtually have to be perfect down the stretch to I mean, I mean to get a seed at seed.
0: You mentioned Jacob Berry, and that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. It's about pain threshold, then. So honestly, if he could take the pain, he could get back on the field fairly quickly. I heard it was a hairline fracture.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, he can get back on the field as a DH. I don't know as a fielder. I mean, I, mean, I don't know how much you know, pain okay. is involved there. I mean, he, and he's a switch hitter, but he can only hit on the right side of the plate, apparently, with this injury, yes. I mean, as far as the, the, the pain factor. So, I mean, uh, they definitely need him. Uh, but, again, you don't want to uh, – Make it, But I don't know how you can make the injury worse. But that's what they say. So we'll, yeah, okay.
0: we'll see how that gotcha. comes out. Hey, Ryan, um, conventional wisdom tells us if you don't have great starting pitching, you're not going to be able to get through uh, maybe the SEC tournament nor, again, have a chance to be able to get through any of these regionals and, and maybe the College World Series. But as you mentioned, LSU's um, uh, bullpen is so strong. Uh, is it strong enough to carry this team?
6: It's so hard. Intermittent play because you're playing every day. Uh, I mean, I've always contended I mean, to win the college world series. You got to have four pretty good starting pitchers. You really do. This team that have, has has one, that's the problem. You know, and, and that one, Mikael Hilliard, is, is pitching his butt off. Um, but they, you know, their fro- their 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 starting starter blade money has been absolutely horrible. Um. I don't know how they can keep pitching to the start, he didn't even get out the first inning on, on Saturday. Uh, it, it, it's a problem. You know, I don't know how far they can go with this. I, I know I asked Jay Johnson if he ever had a, a team like this at Arizona where they survived on, you know, this relief pitching. He said he had one year he had a team like that. So they were pretty good. But, you know, you, you the postseason, you got to get more than, you know, Five point two innings out of your starters in three games. I mean you got you got to.
0: Yeah, that that's that was the that, that's my only pause. Okay. I mean I, I see the hitting. Um at times they again the, the, the they, they've been let down by their fielding errors throughout the season. But just the inconsistent starting pitching. I, I just don't know how you overcome that, you know, when you get into postseason play.
6: I I agree. It puts you in a hole. And this team has been in holes and had to come back out. Of. And, and you know they rallied a bunch of times because they have really good hitting and they don't they don't give up and they re- they have really good plate discipline they don't strike out too many times and uh, lead the SEC like third fourth in nation and hit by pitches, uh, but again you know the the, the the as you said the starting pitching is Achilles' heel that was just also last in the SEC and building percentage and first in errors by a large margin. Uh, they have a habit of turning ordinary innings into disasters, uh, and that's still a problem. I mean, you can, see, you can still have a guy have two outs, and he's breathing through an inning, and all of a sudden there's an Arab, and there's another Arab, and all of a sudden stuff blows up. If, if, if When they avoid that kind of stuff, they're a really good team. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, mm-hmm. But, again, the starting pitching, uh, I mean, they're doing it by mirrors. I mean, I, I think – I think Jay Johnson has done a hell of a job for a first-year coach in piecing this team together with no pitching and trying to figure out, you know, who he can bring in. And he, he, he's really good. got mm-hmm. to like give him credit. He's really good. He doesn't hesitate to pull a guy. I mean, the guy can, a guy can throw, like, a batter or two batters, and he'll pull him because he likes another matchup better. And most of the time it's worked out. Uh, he averages about uh, – Research is uh, uh, almost five pitching changes a game. Uh, it, it, it sounds crazy. He's had a couple times this year where he's used to eight pitchers, t- two, three, four times, seven pitchers. But he has a, uh, I think he has a pretty good knack of when to to, to pull a pitcher, mm-hmm. uh, and that's really helped him.
0: Let's shift gears to to, uh, to basketball. Matt McMahon starts at round zero with everyone defecting off the team. But he's put together a pretty decent roster in a short period of time.
6: It's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I don't know what he's selling these guys, but he, he's doing a hell of a job selling them on on the fact that uh, – don't thing I can think he's selling them on, honestly. is, is Really, it's just like uh, telling them, you know, you, you'll, you'll get a chance to play. I mean, you'll get exposure. Right. Uh but again, he, he's he's just chilling and, and recruiting. I mean, he just signed a five-star small forward, Tyrell Ward. I mean, it's just it's it's just ridiculous what he's 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 getting really good people. He's got really right. good transfers. He got the three best Murray State transfers, including yes, the player did. of the year in the conference.
0: Right, uh, KJ Williams.
6: This could be. A, I mean, this team could be a lot better than than people think. It'll be picked way down the conference. I guarantee you. Yep. Uh, people won't give him a chance, and we still don't know what the probation is. But man, I, I, I'm, I really, I, I would say, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm stunned that he's been able to sell this program, not knowing the probation. And 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 he, I guess he's just telling. Me, Listen, you know, you come here, you play, you'll be exposed. You know, I get you to the pros. Right? You know, I, I, I developed John Morant. I mean. Then mm-hmm. you know if you come here you'll play. I guarantee you're going to play if you do what you're supposed to do. That must be his pitch and it's working, right?
0: As I mentioned on the radio show, I'm surprised Sharif O'Neal and, and some of those players moved on, guys that would have gotten a tremendous amount of playing time, especially O'Neal with the legacy at LSU. But Adam Miller is going to make his decision by next by this Friday on whether he's going to come back to LSU or not. We'll to see again how that kind of plays out. Of course, now the May 1st deadline has passed. Anyone that, again, is not, was not in the transfer portal before then has to sit out a year. So we'll see how that plays out. Any any rumors of maybe some of those guys that were on this team coming back?
6: I mean, I don't know. I think I think Sharif has moved on, uh, but all, all, all the others, I think they're, they're most of them are just, they're done and moved on. I know Penson's taken between three schools. Uh, yeah, but they've kind of moved on here, and, that, they, they, and uh, like I said, I, I didn't was surprised that most of the team left.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: I was really more surprised that some of them came back. Honestly. Right. Uh, you know, for a lot of college, Wilson, you know, Williams,
0: about, those are yeah, two.
6: Yeah, it's all about getting into. They want to get an NC tournament, uh, mm-hmm. but ultimately, I mean, for a lot of kids, it's also exposure to, to pro scouts. And obviously, you play in the SEC and you're on TV every every game. You don't get exposed. So I, I just got to tell you, I, think, I just think God's been been recruiting. This has been tremendous, uh, mm-hmm. much better than I think anybody anticipated.
0: Right. Got about three minutes. What was your take coming out of spring? Uh, first of all, Brian Kelly, uh, the foundation he's he's he's, he's uh, laying, what he's doing in terms of again uh, making players accountable to each other on the team, uh, and then of course, if you would just your thumbnail, what you saw on the quarterbacks.
6: Well, I, I think what Brian Kelly has done, he, he's laid the groundwork groundwork of discipline uh, with this team, which was badly needed. Uh, it's, it's, he's the undisputed leader of this team. Uh, and he's, he's set up a system that's worked at Notre Dame of accountability and in having, having leaders with on the team held others accountable. Uh, and it, it seems to have worked so far. Of course, we're just in the spring. We haven't gotten into the fall yet. Uh, but I was uh, – the, the quarterback's uh, – Honestly, it, it, it played out the way I thought it would. I, 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 I was, like I said before, I thought Miles Brennan was the best quarterback going into the last season before he got hurt, and he's still the best quarterback. Uh, he knows the offense. He's smooth his reads. He doesn't get rattled. He's a veteran. Uh, he gets the ball to the to, to playmakers in the right places. Uh, I think he's a, uh, the unofficial leader going to the fall. Uh, and and uh, you know, but Garrett Nussmeyer has just—I uh, mean—he he surprised a lot of folks. Uh, you know, last last year we saw Garrett Nussmeyer; he was just flinging the ball all over the place, and uh, you know, kind of just a, a, a mad bomber quarterback. And but he really developed this spring and, and looked like a better game manager and made better reads. Mm-hmm. I think he moved up. And, uh, honestly, Jaden Daniels is still trying to develop. I, I think he's having to get used to a new offense. Uh, it's obvious he's the fastest of the three quarterbacks. When he, when he gets out of the pocket moves, uh, he's tough to get a hand on. But he, he, he isn't a good passer. Uh, the guys are open a lot of times. He just misses them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's got to be some way that they might fit him in somewhere. Uh, but if he's getting used to the system, uh, I thought the run, I thought the receivers were good but Th- you know uh still need more depth in the offensive line and defensive line, but the, the defensive line is will be as good as any in the nation. I mean its just the, the mm-hmm. people they have on that line yep. and, 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 and just dominated uh, parts of uh, the early part of that spring game and, and dominated parts of the spring. Uh, you know you, you got BJ Al, BJ Alge- I can't no. pronounce blow oh, his name. I mean, on one side, uh, you know, in, uh, and and you got, God, it's just everywhere you look on that line, there's somebody that you think could be an, uh, uh, at least an all-SEC player or, or mm-hmm. a top draft choice, and uh, it'll be a lot better than than, than people anticipate. I I, I think LSU will surprise some people. I really do. I just, I
0: do too. Uh, I, I agree with you. I definitely do. No doubt about it. Always a pleasure to have you on the program, Ron. Tell the folks about Tiger Details, how folks can subscribe, and how they can get all your great articles.
6: You go to TigerDetails.com. That'll, that'll guide you there. That'll, that'll get you to the website, and you, you can subscribe there. Uh, most of my stuff is outside the paywall, which is not a bad thing for people who want to read me. So, but Go to TigerDetails.com. If you want to subscribe, it, it's some of the best recruiting news out there. I mean, Jimmy Smith. Has is, is been a long time veteran uh, writer and recruiter. I mean, he's he knows the hospital people inside and out, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just a, a good website for recruiting, and I kind of add the other stuff onto it.
0: Well, I, lo- I love your stuff and love having you on the program. Thanks for your time today. We'll be checking in with you again soon. Take care. We'll see you. Thank you. At Ron Higg on Twitter, so make sure you give him a follow as well. Thanks, Ron. Thanks. That's Ron Higgins again of uh, Tiger Details. All right, don't forget about my friend over at Dave Miet Insurance. That's right, Dave Miet Insurance. Uh, it's time for an insurance checkup to make sure you got sufficient uh, coverage for the upcoming hurricane season. You're looking for a company that's got your back, and I mean got your back, when it comes to your insurance needs, they go above and beyond. Dave goes above and beyond for you when it comes to, again, your insurance uh, needs, especially, again, when you are filing a claim. Uh, Call, click, or come in today. D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S agency.com, 504-556-0809. I set up an appointment on his, at his office on Veterans Next to Shogun. Looking for a, a independent insurance agency that searches over 50 companies, gets you the best price for your buck. You want to save, call Dave. 504-556-0809. It's Dave Mead Insurance. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Gasher here with my good friend Mike Del of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication, the TikTok Cafe, have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, drive out, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, I-10 in Metro.
1: This Saturday, May 14th, grab your family and friends and head to the Shrine on Airline for NOLA Gold Rugby. NOLA Gold Rugby. The fun starts at 5 p.m. with a band and crawfish boil on the concourse. Then second line to your seats for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Make sure to stick around for the post-game fireworks and player meet and greet. It's not just a game, but a true experience. Get tickets today at nolagoldrugby.com.
3: That's nolagoldrugby.com. Gray Yachts are here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. hundred and twenty-two million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. <laughs> looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. <laughs> Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride.
1: Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell V Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. In engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline.
0: East Bank, West Bank, they are there for you. Fifteen trucks in the field. The, the, the industry standard, 30-minute curves call before they come to your home or your business. But here's what you get. They'll never cheat you, never gouge you. You're only doing the work that's necessary. Trust Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia. Super premium gin. Get out there and get it. It's a limited edition in your spirit store right now at your favorite bar and, of course, at your favorite restaurant. Dem- and Hendrix Neptunia will be right back. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune-in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon. Dubbed way. Your next event or a delicious meal with fans. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at Mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies for the adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the Tick-Tock Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the Tick-Tock Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, I neither mean, does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? Uh, I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. FM, NASH ICON, bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms where you can take the show with you anywhere. NASH FM 106.1 and ericash.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base We're on your favorite podcasting platform. Just check us out, Inside New Orleans, uh, with Eric Asher, and you'll be able to find the show. Also, uh, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. That's our uh, social media platforms. I uh, want to thank uh, Ron Higgins for joining us in the first hour. Mike, uh Dripplet is coming up at 5.15. That'll be followed by Fletcher Mackle at 5.35. Mike Clippett of ESPN, Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. So uh, that's our guest list for today. Uh, Today's program is brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia Gin. Uh, Again, a limited edition uh, gin that's put out uh, by our friends over at the William Grant Family Distillers. much like Midsummer Solstice, much like Lunar, again uh, when they hit the market uh, as again the limited edition spirit, only out for one year, right, 12 months, um, they uh, they hit the, uh, the the ground running in in terms of um, of, the, of the of the of the super premium spirit category, and uh, they, they, it's just first of all it, I tasted it and it is a fantastic spirit. Uh, whether you're a gin drinker or not, I've always told you Hendrix Gin is a little bit of a different flavor profile than maybe your Tanqueray or your Beef eaters or your traditional gins, right? And it's one of the reasons why I've told this story over and over again about uh, when we moved into our home six years ago out here in Metairie, uh, I had a chef that lived next door to me. He owns or he owns multiple restaurants here in the city. Actually, in the metropolitan area, not in the city, okay? But um, he kept hearing me talk about uh, Hendrix Gin on, on on our Friday show. And he had it in his bar. So one night after, again, closing down, he said, look at me how to taste. And he, and he grabbed me, again, one, like two days later coming into his house. We were passing each other, and he, he screamed at me, and we started talking. he said, man, look, I, I took your advice, and he goes, I tasted Henry's gin. He goes, I was a gin drinker way back when. And he goes, I, goes, I just you know, got away from it. He goes, he absolutely loved the flavor profile, different from anything he's ever tasted in terms of gin. And, of course, he's a chef, so, again, he's, he's really keenly involved in, again, you know, taste and flavors and, you know, again, mixing things, et cetera. And, of course, you know, he had high marks for it. Uh, everyone I've spoken to that's ever tasted, again, Henrik's Gin, uh, you know, has always had a, a great review. This Midsummer Solstice that, again, we had in Lunar, the first two uh, limited editions, were, I mean, were, were excellent. And, and let me tell you something. Uh, they, they, they led the, the uh, super premium gin category. Now we're in a situation with Hendrix ne- Neptunia, which is, again, this year's virgin, which has really hit the market, and it is rolling. So, look, notes of coastal freshness, balanced with French notes of, of citrus, that allure, alluring juniper character, lengthened by deep, earthy notes of locally sourced seaside botanicals, fresh coastal herbs, and then, again, when you taste it, that unmistakable crisp citrus finish right at the end. Okay, now, again, this is Hendrix Gin Neptunia, the latest edition. Again, limited edition now can be found at your favorite spirit store, favorite bar, and, of course, also your favorite restaurant. If it's not your favorite bar or restaurant, demand it. Demand it. Just demand it. Look, they'll listen to you. Also, um, perfect for now our summer months. It's a refreshing uh, spirit. Uh, So, again, um, many ways to do it. You Actually, again, uh, look, last week I was talking about you can mix, mix it in a margarita. Uh, you know, Tanger, uh, when you, you you talk about gin and tonic, now you do Hendrix Neptunia and tonic. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, uh, something like it with 7-Up. I used to be a guy that gave, drank my gin with 7-Up. Um, you get that that slice of cucumber that goes in there. I'm telling you right now, outstanding. Matter of fact, George Loriana was at um, Zootadu this weekend with Hendrix Neptunia, and it was a big, big hit over there as well. So, again, reach for Hendrix-Neptunia Gin, part of, again, the portfolio of William Grant, limited edition spirit and proud sponsor uh, of our, uh, our Monday show. Also, again, don't, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're in the market for a new system, and I don't talk about this enough, Burkhardt is authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. And, and then the service you get after the sale is second to none. But, again, sitting down with you, doing a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of, again, uh, AAC to, to power up your home, I mean, to um, cool your home or, or, or heat your home, uh, depending on the, on the season. Uh, or, or, again, maybe it's your business. A- and then treating your home like their home. That's the one thing I really took away from, again, Burkhardt coming into our home and installing our new unit. Uh, I mean, cleaning up after themselves, making sure again that they, they you know they didn't mess things up. I mean, sometimes you get some really sloppy contractors that they could care less. It wasn't like that at all. It was a really a great experience. You want to experience professionalism? Think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Well, I'll tell you what, I surely hope Vegas is off, okay? As I tell you, I was talking to a friend of mine that's a handicapper um, this afternoon, and uh, I was reading, right after I got off the phone with him, I started reading about, uh, you know, some of the things that are going on. First of all, the, the Vegas has the Saints winning 7.5 games this year. I'm telling you right now, they win 7.5 games this year. That means they have a lot of injuries. That means, again, that that Jameis Winston is not playing at a high level. The defense alone, I think, is going to be worth seven games for them. Okay? This is a strong defense on the first, second, and third levels. Uh Yes, they got some holes when it comes to the wide receiver position. They still need to add a, a veteran. I'm hoping it's going to be Jarvis Landry, but a veteran, I mean, they need a veteran. And then, of course, the, the 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 running back position, I think, still needs some help. They Sonny Sony Michelle has been rumored. We'll see how that plays out. This kid Smith uh, out of Baylor looks like again he could be he could be a, a player that maybe able to ascend to that can that can translate his skill set from the college game to the to the pro game. We'll see how that plays out, but. Seven and a half games. I I think not. I mean, you're talking about a 17 game season, so you're talking about a below 500 record. You're talking about, again, you know, maybe seven and 10 right up in there, or maybe eight and 10. I mean, eight, I'm sorry, eight and nine. Um, So we'll see how that plays out. On the the flip side, September 4th, LSU opens up against Florida State in the dome, right? They're a three and a half point favorites as of today. So we'll see how that that, that goes going forward. But uh, just a couple things from Vegas on, on the home teams. Uh, but uh, I just think that's a little bit low for the Saints, man. I, I, you know, I think they're, I think they, you know, they're, they're thinking that Sean Payton's not here, and you know, there's a, you know, Jameis Winston is quarterback. I think Winston's going to surprise a lot of people. I really do. All right, let's head to the guest line from ESPN. He does an absolutely fabulous job covering the New Orleans Saints. He's one of the senior members of the of the, um, of the uh, sports media here in New Orleans. Mike Trippett joins us on the program. Mike, how are you?
7: Doing great. How you doing, Eric?
0: Doing fine. Are you buying into that seven and a half games from Vegas? Do you think it's a better team than seven games? I know, look, we haven't seen training camp. I'm just saying on paper.
7: Yeah. No, uh, look, I, I and actually I think we have a file due uh, this week where I'm going to have to pick the over-under. And, of course, I'm going to go over seven and a half wins for the Saints. I mean, I, I, I really do think they've already reached sort of the level of last year when I thought they should have been an 11-win team if it hadn't been for – an extreme amount of bad luck with, with injuries and uh, COVID issues and everything like that. Maybe 10-7 is a fair prediction mm-hmm. for this team. So I feel very comfortable going over 7.5. But obviously with Vegas, everybody, you know, you would take the over on every team. <laughs> we, we We have an exercise every year where we all pick the team's records and everyone always busts up. You know, there's a reporter like me for every team, and we all – pick our team's records and then everyone always busts us because we're always mm-hmm. like 60 games over <laughs> over 500 <laughs> as as a collective because right. injuries do happen sure and you know teams do underachieve so vegas i'm i'm assuming vegas's totals probably equal uh, a 500 record you know uh mm-hmm. and so you know they 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 don't, you know, they don't go much higher. I, I, I haven't looked at all of them. I mean, they don't go much higher than like eleven for most mm-hmm. teams either. You know, if you're going to predict the 13, 14 win seasons, those are are usually outliers. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I am surprised that a team that has won at least nine games the last five years in a row and a lot more than that in some other seasons, I'm surprised it's not a tad higher than that. Closer to yeah, me too.
0: For when I saw, I was like, what are they looking at? Because I know we're looking yeah. at. Okay, now I know we're 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 a little bit more vested in it, right? We see it every day. But um this defense looks really good. First three levels look um with the with the addition of Tyran Matthew, which I think was the last piece, I really think this defense looks good. I think at this point, and this is just my opinion, okay? I'd love to see Quan Alexander come back because I think that, that, again, him and Demario Davis work so well together. But, again, maybe it's where, maybe Pete Warren is ready to take the next step. If it's not too costly of a move, I'd like to see him because then that, I think, completes this defense. But I like this defense on all three levels.
7: It, it is hard for me to say, though, being honest. I, I don't think the defense got any better. Um, they, they may have broken even at safety now, depending on how much Tyron Matthew has left in the tank. But going from Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins to Tyron Matthew and and Marcus May, I'd say, to be fair, you would call that pretty even. Um, And then they lose Quan Alexander. They didn't really add anybody else. Kim Jordan will be a year older. Demario Davis will be a year older. Tyron Matthew will be a year older. Um, You know, so... I think there's a good chance that they are just as good as they've been the last couple of years, which is a top three or four or five defense. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that that they made, you know, took another step toward improvement. I think the hope is that they're as good as they were last year when they were definitely a top five defense in the NFL.
0: I like the interchangeability of Marcus, um uh, Marcus May and Tyrone Matthew at, at the safety position. Um I think that works for them. Um, and and look, you got to have a big year out of Marcus Davenport. I mean, that really, it really yeah. comes down to again his ability on the opposite side of Cam Jordan to pr- produce at an all pro level. And and look, he has the ability
6: if he can stay
7: healthy. Yeah. And look, he was there were times where he was the best defensive player on the field last year. Um, so if he can continue to sustain that and build off that, no question, that's an area where they can get better. And then obviously his his mini me uh, uh, Peyton Turner. Uh, has a chance to be the biggest boost for this defense as well. Um, If if he starts looking like a first-round talent or even a second-round talent next year and stays healthy, he has a chance to be the biggest quote-unquote addition to this defense.
0: You know, I always feel like I have to qualify this because we live in Louisiana because everybody wants an LSU player. It was great to have Tyron Matthew come back home. It's a great story, but I think he's a great fit. I also feel the same way about Jarvis Landry. Now, some people don't. Some people think it's a duplication of the skill set of Michael Thomas. My feeling is Michael Thomas is coming off a severe injury. had not played in two years. He's still not 100% back. He's still rehabbing as, as of today. So by bringing in a Jarvis Landry, again, you got a guy that, that can play opposite side of, of, of Michael Thomas. He's a veteran, and they need veterans, I believe, in that wide receiver room. And then if something was to happen to Michael Thomas yeah. where he was injured or couldn't go, you flip Jarvis Landry into that spot, and again, you don't lose anything. That's one of the reasons why I would like to see a Jarvis Landry be part of this team. But look, to me, they need a veteran wide receiver no matter what. Your thoughts?
7: Well, I don't think they need one anymore. I, I'm not going to call it a must. I don't. I don't. I don't think they need a player X anymore because I think Traquan Smith actually is a decent number three receiver, Marquez Callaway a decent number four receiver, and Deontay Hardy a decent number five receiver. And as a matter of fact, I think all, you know if you bring in another guy, one of those guys is going to be inactive on game days, and it, it's not going to be Deontay Hardy obviously because of his kick return ability. So. So you would, you, you would almost have too many players if you bring in another guy. So Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's a need to fill a, a, a void, but absolutely there's room to upgrade. And I do agree with you that Jarvis Landry would be an upgrade. And I do think he fits Um, because none of their five guys right now, would I say, would you expect to play, uh, you know, more than half their snaps in the slot? I don't, I don't think that's the primary position for any of these guys. Um, Mm -hmm. Not Thomas, not Alave, even though they both could do it, uh, and certainly not Smith or, or Callaway or Hardy. So, um, you know, I think there is a natural fit for Jarvis Landry. Uh, I think that would take playing time away from Traquan Smith and, and Marquez Callaway, but I think that would be an upgrade. So I think he absolutely fits. Um, I, I no longer call it a must. If they had not drafted a receiver in round one, I would have called it a must with an exclamation point and bold lettering and a red circle. Uh-huh. Um now, uh, I think you, 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 know, you can make a calculated decision about whether he's worth the money, because I know he's been asking for a lot of money. Um, but without question, if they do sign him, there is a spot for him where he will fit on this offense, and he will help this team quite a bit, and people will get really excited about him.
0: And I gotta bring believe he's brought his price point down. I mean, I mean, look, yeah, everyone course. passed yeah. on him the first time around. Now Cleveland's out the mix, according to Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer. We I read over the weekend that that Baltimore may be in the mix now. So now it's Baltimore and the Saints. So you know, I mean, look, at some point you got to figure out again what your what your value is, right? And and if it's not where you believe it to be, well, then it is what it is. Now I thought maybe Cleveland might have a little bit of an edge because now he built a house in Cleveland. He's got two young kids, and maybe. He's Stays there, but now it's it's pretty much open season. it will be interesting to see if he'd be interesting.
7: I, I think Matthew took a little bit activity. of a hometown he, discount. You, you can tell he, by look. his social media activity; he's plugged into what the Saints are doing. Uh, yeah, he's been celebrating this Tyron Matthew signing as, mm-hmm. as much as the fan base down here. Um, I think if they can get close on the money, I think he'd probably love to play here, and I think he'd be a great fit here. Yeah, I mean, me too. Like I said, me too. We, we only talk about money with the Saints because you know it's so precious to them with the cap space they have um but yeah at this point he's not going to get overpaid he'll whoever gets whoever signs him will probably be getting a really really good price tag especially compared to the other receiver signings around the league
0: you know i love following you on social media because you really put out some really good stuff that that you know i mean I, i use on my shows all the time and one of the things you put out it right after the draft or right during the draft was the five picks that cost the Saints to go up and get a And, look, I mentioned that. That's unsustainable long-term. They left a lot of good football players on the board in the, in, in the third and fourth rounds that could have come to help this team. And some people say, well, look, they don't have a lot of open spots. You always have an open spot for a good football player. It doesn't matter. Okay, but I understand why they did what they did and 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 of course, what the urgency to do it, especially when it looked like there was going to be a run on wide receivers. with that said, uh your thoughts on the pick, and did they overpay?
7: Well, I don't know if they overpaid, um but yeah, I put that out there because i mean it needs to be it needs to be acknowledged i mean what he costs. absolutely cost a lot now. That's so you have to pay for a high draft pick if you're the Saints because they haven't, they haven't had any top ten picks in, in a long, long time. Uh, so if they want to get a guy in their top ten, they have to pay that way. And it's a philosophy that they've been consistent on. So they, you know, this wasn't an, an act of desperation. This is, you know, the Saints have a draft value. Everybody has a draft value bar. Everybody talks about Jimmy Johnson's draft value charter. The Saints value picks a certain way. The Los Angeles Rams value picks a certain way. Um, and, and we've seen that work for them. We've seen it work for the Saints. I mean, um, of course, it would really help. Ha- you know, the the main reason why the Saints have had this renaissance in recent years is because they had a big 2017 draft class. And they hit on every one of those picks. So, um, you know, it, it would be nice if they were making those picks. But, but the Saints do not mind giving up draft picks to go get the guy they want. Um, and it should have come as no surprise to see them do it. And, you know, you can't absolutely say they were wrong to do it. Uh, Bill Belichick does the opposite. So I think a lot of people think the Saints method is the wrong method, quote unquote. But it's it's something they believe in. They do not mind giving up third and fourth round draft picks. And here's what I would say. I don't hate it either because there's a lot of talented players in, in the NFL who who, you know, lose out on a roster spot or something. If you drafted a receiver in the third round, you're cutting Traquan Smith. If you draft a running back in the third round, you don't mm-hmm. sign a Sony Michelle. If right. you know if, if you draft someone else in the fourth round, maybe the undrafted rookie kick returner uh, that they paid a lot of money to after the draft doesn't make the team. So it's not like it's that third or fourth round pick versus nobody. It's that third or fourth round pick versus. A player who earned a spot on a 53-man roster, and and there's more supply than there is. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of good supply out there, so they they feel confident. Uh, the comparison I made, I don't know if you play fantasy or you know if you're ever mm-hmm. in a fantasy where where you use a salary cap. There's there's a sure. method called stars and scrubs. You know, right. you pay you pay fifty dollars to go get Fernando Tatis, and then you have confidence that you're going to fill out all those spots with a dollar. You have confidence that you're going to pick players that you like and you're excited about adding. the Saints. A, they want to go get the player they get, but B, they're confident that the 48 through 53rd players on their roster, that they're going to go get good ones to fill those spots. And I think that's a big part of the formula that has worked for them. Trevor Penning, plug and play? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I, I think there's a little projection there with him. Um, mm-hmm. The thing – The only thing that would give me pause, obviously, draft analysts were high on him. He got drafted. uh, He was widely projected to go in the teens. He got drafted 19th. Uh, The Saints obviously liked him a lot. And, frankly, you could say the Saints could have never made that trade with the Eagles, and they could have still gone up and gotten Chris Olave by trading, you know, moving up from 18 to 11 and trading, you know, maybe the two-thirds and the fourth. They wanted two first round picks. Um and, and the other one they wanted was Trevor Penning, obviously, the way the way things turned out. So uh they invested a lot to get him too. I mean you could argue instead of saying five picks for Olave and one for Penning, maybe it was uh three for each guy. You know? Yeah, right, they they right. really wanted to add both guys. Mm-hmm. But the the only thing that gives me pause with him is you know, at, at a lower level, Northern Iowa isn't a tiny school by any stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, they play good quality competition. But at that level, I think you'd want to see that he just dominated and, and no one touched him and he never had a bad day. But he showed a little inconsistency even playing there. So I think he's a little bit raw. There's a little projection there. But as, as Dennis Allen and obviously as the Saints believe and, and the people who, who speak highly of him, he has some things that you can't teach and you can't coach and, you know, just his size and his power and, um, um, you know, the aggressiveness which with which he plays uh, turns a lot of heads.
0: Alante Taylor, talk about him at 49.
7: Yeah, I think that was probably the one that gave people the most pause because draft analysts did not agree with that pick like they did with Trevor Penning. Um, a lot of people had him ranked closer to 100 that I saw. Um, and it's not like the Saints discovered somebody, you know. It, it's not even like when they – when they drafted Peyton Turner out of Houston, Uh, they drafted a guy who was a starter in the SEC for four years. You know, he he was on display for everyone to see. Um, But again, um, the the Saints have their own board. And I wrote a lot about this when they drafted Peyton Turner is who cares what, what, uh, you know, how other people had him ranked amongst edge rushers. We all saw it when they drafted Peyton Turner, the height, the length, the size—that's what they like in their defensive ends, and it's so true for Alante Taylor too. Every time the Saints draft a corner, they want height, they want length, they want press coverage ability, they want those long arms. He fits their type of corner. I don't think he gets on the field immediately, but uh, um, he—you know—it it should come as no surprise to see them draft a, a long, tall press cover corner.
0: Demario and Jordan Jackson, what do you think?
7: Um. You know, it, it, it's very tough to say once you get to day three of the draft. But I think a lot of people really like uh, De uh, DeMarco especially um, uh, as a guy that that either some people had rated higher or a lot of analysts said, this was one of my favorite guys in the draft. I really love him. I think he's going to exceed sort of the expectations. Again, hard to see a path to, to playing mm-hmm. time for a linebacker. Uh, it's, it's a position where they usually typically only use two at a time and they've got two, two pretty good ones, if not four or five pretty good ones on the team right now. Um, especially if Quan Alexander ends up back in the night, which, uh, Could but, happen. uh, but you know, if, if, if he's Craig Robertson, that's worth the pick. And if he's more sure than you. that, then even better.
0: And that's a little slip on my end because I've read so many articles that are, are yeah. pieces that have said that he's a Demario Davis clone. Okay, and then again, when you talk about the measurables, the speed, everything else, and it's Demarco, not not Demario.
7: Yeah, but uh, when you think Saints linebacker and you say Demario, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. Hey, look. Talk about a position that would have been hard to to, to, defi- to become the one that everyone thinks about, the one that has the Dome Patrol and Jonathan mm-hmm. Dome. Up. Oh, boy, oh, boy, has he yep. earned his way into that oh, pantheon. No, no doubt.
0: No doubt. Hey, last question for you. Sony Michelle, handicap, possibility of him being a saint.
7: I don't know for sure. Um, obviously, we saw them visit with Matthew and uh, – or Matthew and uh, – um, Landry before the draft at obvious positions of need, and and it, you know obviously seemed like if we don't draft one, then we need a Plan B. And so Sony Michelle feels like they didn't draft a running back, so now they're going to explore their Plan Bs. You know, if they have Mark Ingram though, I, I don't think it's a must necessarily. If we find out that that Alvin Kamara is going to serve a suspension, I think we're months away from finding that out. If there's an injury, I think it becomes a must to bring in a veteran running back. But, you know, obviously it's a possibility. They're bringing him in. They probably can't wait around for him. There's competition for his services. But they might also be updating their books on on the veteran running backs who are left because that's a position where maybe you can make a phone call in August Mm -hmm. or September and, and add a guy who helps. So. I'm, I'm not positive how urgent it is for them to bring in a veteran running back, but but he would he would be another nice boost, and and he's one of the best available right now.
0: Yep, no doubt about it. Abram Smith this weekend will prove a lot on, on again how far they got to go with that. The kid out of Baylor.
7: Yeah, that's true too. That's very true too.
0: Mike, tell us about ESPN. What you got coming up for us, and how folks can follow you on social media.
7: Yep, like I said, we have a reporter covering every team, and obviously we will all be all in on the schedule at least. I need to look and see if I have to make. I don't have to go over/under on the uh, Vegas prediction. I don't know if I have to make my own record prediction, but if I do have to make my own record prediction, I would—I would probably go uh, ten and seven, and and the thirty-two of us will, as usual, be about seventy games. Right. over. But I think that's you know, a fair. I think one, pretty fair for the nobody, Saints. Ten and seven. Nobody ever picks their team to go two and fifty. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't.
0: Not even if you're a Jet fan. There you go. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> Mike, thanks for the time as always, bud. Thanks, Eric. Uh, at Mike Trippett on ESPN. I'm telling you, great follow-on on social media as well. Don't uh, Get out there, and if you're not following Mike, follow him for sure. Hey, don't forget about Southern Tire and Airline and Metairie again. Uh you're looking for a uh, set of tires for your vehicle, they've got the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Also, again, uh, ASC certified technicians, the same diagnostic equipment you get in the dealership uh, over at Southern Tire. Remember, wheels and tires are the 30 inches, financing available, and of course, the Piazza family put a lot into making sure they got the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. And of course, ASC certified technicians that have been with them in some cases over a decade. The Piazza family's there on, on site every single day making sure you're getting taken care of, Uh, looking for a place to bring your vehicle, especially if it's out of warranty, think Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com to check out all the service they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Hickory and Airline in Metairie. at Southern Tire.
1: Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. We taste it four on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Feast on the new White Hot Ranch Nacho Fries. Marinated grilled steak loaded on golden, boldly seasoned fries, topped with warm nacho cheese, sour cream, cheddar cheese, tomatoes, and the new White Hot Ranch sauce. At a participating Taco Bell location near you for a limited time only.
2: Look out for a stalled vehicle blocking the left lane on 10 eastbound just past Metairie Road. And also in the meantime, the on-ramp remains closed due to an incident on the Crescent City Connection on the westbound side at Chapatoulas. Your delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. And delays pick back up on 10 westbound from the City Park Metairie Road exit to the airport. Also look out for delays that are solid on 10 eastbound for more leans to the high rise. If you're traveling on the 610 on the eastbound side, delays are solid from St. Bernard to the 10610 merging on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the, the Crescent City connection, delays are solid from just before Tulas to the Camp Street exit. Also, in the meantime, delays are solid if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway and the Crescent City connection from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Tulas exit. Also, delays pick back up on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for accidents south broad at Elba, also south Peters at John Churchill Chase indicator at wilkinson i'm at robinson broadcasting from the attorney mike branner traffic center
3: traffic is brought to you by da exterminating proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years da exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving louisiana's gulf south for over 60 years
4: if you want a fast response and great service call da now on the north shore and in metairie or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com
1: pizza hut stuffed crust is the crust that made crust good topped and stuffed with over a half pound of cheese what are you so afraid of loving it original stuffed crust only from pizza hut ask or click for a limited time offer extra charge for more than one topping and extra cheese
0: welcome back to inside new orleans remember today's program brought to you by hendrix neptunia gin uh limited release limited edition and so many ways to enjoy this this again this uh uh, limited uh, edition spirit. I talked to you last week about the Hendrix uh, uh, Neptunia and tonic. Uh, the, of course, uh, it was Cinco de Mayo last Thursday. Hendrix Neptunia Curis Cucumber Margarita. Hendrix Neptunia uh, Fizz is also a way you can do that. Uh, and if you want to go real old school, how about a Hendrix Neptunia Gimlet? Uh, but again, if you any way anyway you mix gin and you enjoy your favorite gin drink, you can use it and utilize that. Uh, in there henry's neptunia again a limited edition limited release will only be around for one year uh, get out there and enjoy We will be on a bottle today again henry's neptunia gin available at your favorite spirit store uh, demand it at your favorite restaurant or your favorite bar again henry's neptunia gin get out there and get it today all right um i want to thank mike Trippman for joining us for the program good friend fletcher mackle joins us now on the show from channel six sports fletch
4: how you doing bud I'm doing well. Mike Triplett's a big, a big act to follow, Eric. Thanks for having me on right after. Uh, <laughs> you both right are, after, Hey, my, you I know. have a
0: blockbuster 5 o'clock hour. Are you kidding me? With both you guys there, and I appreciate both of you being there today. But, yeah. I, but first I want to start with, look, I, I know you make, uh, you, you're always at the fairgrounds, not just for Jazz Fest, but you enjoy the horses and enjoy horse racing. Talk about the Kentucky Derby and, and that incredible uh, uh, upset.
4: So one, yes, yeah, thank you for setting it up, but I will preface it by saying I am not a horse racing aficionado that I, I did go to jazz fest and I do go out there, you know, just to kind of enjoy the camaraderie. Tom Amos right. is a wonderful man and, and I like looking at the horses, but you know, every now and then somebody will ask me, what do I think? And I go, look, I'm still the dude that bets on these horses based on name and color and silk. <laughs> so because. So, I am not the person that can tell you about like racing. I enjoy it like I feel like I have you know played baseball in high school and college, and my mm-hmm. professional career is covering mostly saints and Pelicans, so I can give you educated answers on that. My dad was a professional golfer, but horse racing is one of those I enjoy covering it, but from a you know a fan's perspective, if you will well, so let me set it up uh, we
0: will tell you, you're not a fun. handicapper. <laughs>
4: correct i am not somebody who's going to be telling you about you know like the stride length of you know mo tom and tom's ready back in 2015 <laughs> right. and so right. um but uh but i will say this that kentucky derby on saturday was one of the most I mean, the call itself was yes. a call that will go down in the history of sports casting is one of the greatest calls in the history of sports and the race itself i mean I I don't have a vocabulary strong enough to describe how amazing it was. I mean, Epicenter and Zandon, the two favorites, uh, coming down the stretch, these two amazing horses, and then out of nowhere, this 80-to-1 long shot, rich strike, that wasn't even in the race until another horse scratched on Friday, wins the Kentucky Derby. I mean, that's what's great about sports. That's why we say, you know, when people say, on paper, they look good. Well, on paper, the Lakers look good. And, and they were a disaster this year that missed mm-hmm. the playoffs. On paper, the other horses looked good, and this one didn't. That's right, it was 80 to one, but he won the race. So that's the great, amazing, unpredictable thing about sports is events like that can happen and, and show you that anything is possible and, and make for great moments, you know, as we watch and enjoy uh, sports. So yeah, it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, it really was, and, and I agree with you. The call was incredible. I didn't get a chance to see it because, you know, you know the, the first Saturday in May, I'm always at a racetrack, but it's the fairgrounds for Jazz Fest. So I usually see it after the fact, but again, uh, when I saw the overhead view of the um of the race, and you see, uh, you see Rich Strike c- coming again down uh, against the rail, and just the shoot, I mean, just like a shot on I got out of a cannon, and then you're hearing the uh, the enthusiasm of of, of of the of the guy that's calling the race. I mean, it, it was one for the ages. It really was.
4: Yeah, it was. It's one of those ones where you you can't watch that and not feel like goosebumps or something, right. if you watch that and you're not emotional about sports, there's something wrong with you.
0: I agree 100%. Talking about emotional, what an emotional roller coaster the Pels were this year, but again, ended on, even though, again, uh, even though they lost the Series 4-2 to the, to the Suns, ended on a high note. Fletch, we turn the page now, and, and, and I want to ask you, as you look forward for this team, what do you think this team needs in the offseason to take it to the next level?
4: Um, a healthy and happy Zion Williamson is okay. what they need. I mean, here's the thing. It's not that hard, uh, you know, to me, that, look, this, the, the Pelicans are right up against the, the luxury tax. and I doubt they're going over this year. They still were 36 and 46 this year. So I think Dale Benson would go into the luxury tax, but maybe in the 2023, 2024 season, let's just say hypothetically, the Pelicans go from ninth, in, in a great run in a playoff berth to second next year in the Western Conference Finals. Well, if they get that close, the year after that, I could see her dipping into the luxury tax to really chase a championship and make sure this team stays together and they remain a championship-caliber team. Um, but, th- look, there's not a lot of maneuverability for them. They have a few smaller contracts. They could do smaller deals. Um, but there's no – I don't foresee any blockbuster unless it involves Zion Williamson, and I don't see that. I think the easiest thing to assume with this team is that there will be a lot of internal growth. And for the first time in three years, there will be some stability in the offseason. I mean, look, we've gone through a fired Alvin Gentry, a fired Mm Stan Van Van Gundy, you know, acquiring Derek Savers, getting rid of Derek Savers, acquiring Stephen Adams, getting rid of Stephen Adams, you know, uh, acquiring Lonzo Ball, getting rid of Lonzo Ball. I mean, look, it's been a tumultuous three years for this team. A quiet offseason with Willie Green doing some internalizing after a fantastic first year and looking at all the games like he said he was, talking to his coaches and players, getting better as a coach. These rookie players working hard in the offseason and getting better. Um, A full year with C.J. McCollum uh, is going to be big for this team. But the biggest thing is. Zion Williamson, when he was healthy, was a historical all-star talent. Let's not forget that. I mean, he averaged 27 a game, and he did things in this league that hadn't been done since Shaquille O'Neal. So if he's back healthy and happy, that should be enough with all the things I just listed to get you a potential top-four seed in the Western Conference.
0: Do you think, and again, you asked the question to Zion about, about the, um, the contract extension. Uh, do you think the club is going to put protections in that contract to protect the club in case of, again, injury, uh, loss of games, et cetera, or there will just be a straight uh, a- extension for him?
4: No, it's definitely going to have provisions there. David Griffin said it without using those words. I mean, I asked him the same question I asked Zion. He's right. eligible for an extension. Will you sign it? And he said they're worried about his health and making sure he's healthy and everything is good going forward. And when they get to that point, They'll get there. And I forgot the word that he used exactly, but he said – he didn't say it would be difficult, but he he obviously painted the picture of they're not just, like, slapping down uh, 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 an extension worth $181 million fully guaranteed that they could tweak to make it worth $220 million Um, and just saying, you know, here it is, dude, take it. I mean, this is a a young man who has been injury plagued. He missed the large majority of his rookie season. He missed all of his third season. And, and obviously he's had issues with being a professional, staying in shape and, and, and making sure that that is the priority. So absolutely positively, they're going to offer him a max extension, but just like Joel Embiid several years ago, when mm-hmm. Joel Embiid dealt with massive issues, his first few seasons, this contract I think is going to have heavy protections in it. Um, for the organization because they can't just give a guy who's played one full season, $180 million fully guaranteed extension without protecting themselves. So I think the two things you'll see in this offer from new Orleans are it's a full five year max deal. And it does not include a player option that Brandon Ingram did, did something similar. If you're in, you're in, if you're in, take our deal for five years, don't take the escape and and, and request a, a player option in the final year. And then the second thing would be, An injury or a health-related provision or provisions to make sure that they are protected. And look, the organization right now has more strokes than Zion Williamson. Willie Green, David Griffin has planted seeds that are growing into something special. Willie Green looks like a special coach. The the draft class looks like a special draft class. The the young guys that that they have that are young veterans, if you want to call Brandon Ingram that, looks like a bona fide star. C.J. McCollum Mm -hmm. looks like the guy that this organization has needed for years. So, There's not a lot of reasons for Zion, and given his health and his situation, there's very few arguments to be made of why he wouldn't do this and why he can't take this. So, again, I I think it it makes it easy for him to say, this is the deal, and I'm taking it, and I'm happy, and let's go play ball. And end of story. And, uh, And if there's anything other than that, it, it kind of comes back on him of, why don't you want it? Why don't you want to be here? Mm-hmm. Why won't you sign this deal? Because, again, the organization, I think the pendulum has swung. Before this season, it was they're screwing everything up around Zion. Now, it's, you know, they've actually had a lot of massive wins this year and have built something pretty significant here. Why doesn't he want to be a part of it? So yep. it's going to be interesting. I hope it's all easy and it's an offseason with, with no drama, and we'll see how yeah. it goes.
0: Uh, I agree. Larry Nance in the last year of his deal, nine point six million. Does he get an extension?
4: Maybe. I mean, with CJ McCollum entering the last year of his deal at thirty plus million dollars, he's eligible for an extension. I don't know if they extend either or both or one of the two. Um, my my gut tells me no on either. I, I, not that I have a problem with him. I mean, maybe, maybe C.J. McCollum, you know, Drew Holiday did a similar type of extension with mm-hmm. Milwaukee. I don't know if C.J. gets like a, a full max deal, but I could certainly see if, if he would be amenable to like three years and say between 60 and 70 million, 22 a year. But maybe he doesn't want that. Maybe he has some amazing year this year and he gets. You know, people thought Chris Paul was done in in, in the last year of his deal was going to be dead weight for Phoenix. Well, he came out last year, was an all-NBA talent who was fantastic and parlayed it into a three-year full max extension. So maybe CJ says, look, if you're not ready to give me another full max, I'll play it out and we'll go from there. And and they both agree to that. Uh, Or maybe he gets a deal just under max, like I said. Same with with Larry Nance. If it's a team-friendly extension, I could see it. But if he wants to see how this year goes, and I think he's going to have a a huge role for this team next year. Maybe he waits it out. He's another one who's only 29. He could wait it out, hit free agency, and then maybe cash in on a bigger payday. So, I I think both of those guys wait, but I I think the team will at least have conversations with him about it.
0: What about Graham? Do you anticipate him being back with the team?
4: I think he's your most movable asset, and I also don't know about his fit anymore. I think his fit With Zion, look, they brought him in here because they thought Zion was going to be more of a a point-forward, point-Zion, and he was going to suck defenses into the paint. And and Devontae Graham is a catch-and-shoot three-point guy. Well, unfortunately, with all the injuries they had last year, Devontae Graham had to become a facilitating playmaker, and he was just miscast. But then once they got C.J. McCollum, you know, it became hard to figure out what Devontae Graham's role was because McCollum, while a willing defender, is not an elite defender, so he had a hard time playing McCollum and Graham together. And then off the bench, Alvarado became more of their backup point guard and this little antagonistic player on defense. Um, And Trey Murphy kind of became that three-point specialist to face the floor. So, again, I I like Devontae Graham as a person and in the right situation. But how many miniature guards can you play, so to say? You've already got C.J. McCollum. You've got Devontae Graham. They really like Tyler Lewis coming back off that injury. Uh, it's just hard to see where his minutes come from. So, again, I think he's a movable asset if if you find the right deal. I don't think they should tie the the, the eighth pick to him just to move him. But, again, I think he becomes – a player with his salary, you can tie him to Garrett Temple and maybe a future pick, and you could acquire a player that makes between 15 and $20 million. That's a better Mm -hmm. role player for you. Um, So I do think he's going to be a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, He could certainly come back because he's an amazing teammate and an awesome dude, and and he does have a skill set that translates. But on this team, it's hard to see how it translates. And, and again, if he has worth – you know, I threw a deal out the other day Kelly Olynyk in Detroit is a stretch mm-hmm. big, and, and the Pelicans could certainly use a stretch big, you know, when Dallin Chunas is off the floor to play with Zion or, the, or to play with Nance, who's not a shooter, or to play with Jackson Hayes, who's not much of a shooter. So you could flip almost one for one Kelly Olynyk for Devontae Graham, and Graham may be a better fit in Detroit, and Olynyk may be a better fit here. So there, there's, there's moves to be made for Devontae Graham if they want to explore that.
0: Yeah. Final question for you. got about a minute. Lottery pick, do they hold on to it? Do they trade it? Does it depend on where they land in the
4: lottery? Yeah, it depends on where they land in the lottery. I think if it's a top four pick, you keep it definitely because those top four players, Paulo Banchero, Chet uh, Chet Holmgren, uh, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith, any of the four are fantastic, and you take your shot with one of those four, and you just keep building for the future. If it's eight, I still think you keep it. Um, And you develop because, look, they're showing they can develop Jackson Hayes. They're showing they can develop this rookie class. You know, Trajan Langdon has an eye for talent. I think you keep it. Now, that being said, if somebody offers you something that you feel like, hey, we'll give you player X for pick eight, Devontae Graham and Garrett Temple, it just depends on what the deal is. But I don't know if they actively shop a top ten pick and certainly not a top four pick.
0: How about Jackson Hayes? You think he's think he's back?
4: I do. I think he is. Again, I don't think he's untouchable, but I think he's made significant progress in growth, and I don't understand the people that just want to give up on him. He's yeah, 21 either. years old. He'd be a senior in college this year right. if he stayed right. in school. So again, I, 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 I like Jackson Hayes. I, Me too. I think he's, he's getting better. There's no reason to give him up just to give him up. Like, if you get something that makes you better, or he's part of a package that makes you better, fine. But don't mm-hmm. just, there's no reason to, like, dump and all these people that they're crazy to me just because they want to move him.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Fletch, what you got coming up for us on Channel 6 Sports and how folks can follow you on social media?
4: Yep. I was talking about a lot of things you and I just talked about, and probably you talked about with Mike Triplett. I'll be talking about right. Jarvis Landry possibly coming to New Orleans. Hopefully. We'll be talking yeah. about the lottery, and we'll be talking about the Kentucky Derby today
0: beautiful. Thanks as always, Fletch. We'll check in with you soon, my friend. All right, Eric. Thank you at Fletcher Mackel on Twitter. Uh, always check out Fletch. Fletch is really good on social media as well. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. You sign a service agreement with Burkhardt to give you the peace of mind of knowing that Burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your air conditioning and heating system. Here's some of the benefits. They'll contact you let you know when it's time to uh, schedule your fall or winter or spring or summer inspections on your heating and air conditioning system. Hey, if you need emergency service, you get priority scheduling. You move to the front of the line for service. You get 10% uh, discount on that demand service or emergency service. And because they're monitoring the life and efficiency of your uh, AC and heating system at Burkhart, you're going to reduce energy bills and you're going to prolong the equipment life and the safety of that that equipment as well. Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, acquire about, again, a a service agreement with Burkhart, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hickory & Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, time of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency. So we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 Insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504 556 0809 or Dave, me, at INSAgency.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike DeLaHousse of the TikTok Cafe. Hey,
4: Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24 7.
0: Yeah, your sign ought
6: to read, sorry, we're open.
4: Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough
6: that is? That's a real service to the community.
0: Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I 10 and Causeway,
3: also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Ray Magliotti here for eBay Motors. Festival season is almost in full swing. Don't get swept away before getting tickets to the 2022 Mid-City Bayou Boogaloo. Snag early pricing instead of right at the gate at thebayouboogaloo.com and view the full lineup featuring Chapel Heart, Sonny Landreth and the Me Show Melody Makers and many more. For early pricing, get your tickets today at thebayouboogaloo.com.
0: All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank our, our friends over at uh, Hendrix, Neptunia Gin for sponsoring our program, Reach for a Bottle. also want to thank Rod Higgins, Mike Trilbitt, Fletcher Mackle for joining us on the show, Rudy back at Studio Producing. All the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to Ericash.com for slides to the sponsor, sponsor our program. Thanks so much for their sponsorship. Thanks so much for you supporting the sponsors as well. Also, as, as always... Uh, thanks for listening. Certainly appreciate you guys tuning in the program. The podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the program ends. If you missed any of today's program, or you go back on previous podcast at the podcasting uh, site of your choice. Uh, coming up next, it's All Access with Ken Trahan. My name is Eric Asher. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans. Until then, for the dog catch of the governor, that includes the mayor, they all got to go.